Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Well, hello there. This is Kelly Pearson back with you on 8 Minutes Ageless. And we're still working with the getting the ligaments lengthened in the spine, which if you've missed some previous episodes, what you have to recognize is one thing to stretch muscles, but it's a whole nother thing to lengthen ligaments, which are very stoic and tough little critters. But before I begin, I just wanted to start out with a nice, happy story. Recently, we hired on a new chiropractor and he's a lovely, lovely guy. And he said one day after treating one of his patients that she had started to cry. And I asked, I asked him more and he said, you know, she just felt so much better and so relieved as as if a big weight had been taken off her shoulders. In this case, she was, she was dealing with neck pain, but she was so certain that the pain wouldn't go away and that there wasn't anything to do about it. And one of the things I just want to mention is that there's always something, always something to do about your pain. And there are so many options and resources and approaches and directions. I think it's just so critical to never, never stop trying, whether it's a a physical treatment or a nutritional treatment or a stress treatment or energetic treatment, there's always a solution at some level so that you can continue to live your life. So anyway, I I wanted to mention that because I'm talking about back pain today, particularly in dealing with the roller and using the gravity assisted ligament stretching protocol. The back pain is is so frustrating and we see this we see this kind of shut people's lives down. And and interestingly enough, when you take a look at the energetic chakra system of the body, each of the seven chakras in the body have a relationship with a particular emotional um, condition or a particular physiologic condition. And when you're dealing with low back pain, often it's one of the chakras that have, have a lot to do with questioning whether you're gonna survive whether a new job is challenging or a new relationship has been tumultuous or a new living situation isn't working out. And there's a question of, am I going to make it? Can I be grounded enough to survive? So often back pain is associated with all these other stress points, particularly when it's reoccurring and particularly when you haven't yet sorted out a cause. So I do want to point out that you have a lot that you can do if you've had repeat back pain to help make sure it doesn't come back. And really that's the whole point of 
this podcast is to give you tools and techniques all along the way to treat a myriad of challenges safely and, and powerfully from your own vantage point. So we, we know that low back pain is one of the most common conditions that we deal with in, in the world, if you will, or in this country. However, I will underscore that countries that do less sitting and more squatting, oddly enough, have less back pain. And largely it's because they're using their hips and here in, a, in our country, moving hips is not exactly well performed, particularly given the crummy ways that we walk and things of that nature. But back pain is, is often a function of just how it is we are bending or how it is we are sitting or how it is we never stretch that area. Back takes a lot of hit and really takes on the responsibility of the large buttock muscles, which really should be the, the part of the body that's doing the lion's share of the work when you're coming up from a bend or a lift. We're gonna be talking about hip hinging down the road, but your back muscles were not designed to schlep hundreds and hundreds of pounds, but your larger gluteal muscle, the buttock musculature, is designed. So we'll, we'll teach you how to properly bend and, pop, and properly pick things up. But we have been told over the years to use your legs and use your quads to lift. And really that's old news. That's kind of came out in the 80s. And now that focus is more, more on the gluteals. But in the meantime, we've been doing it wrong. We've been stressing our lumbar spine out. And the lumbar spine and I'll have pictures of this in your show note, is the lowest part of the back where you have five vertebrae, sometimes people have six, and that has a forward curve, again, much like emulating the cervical curve, and, and that's the lordosis. So remember, the spine has these three curves for a reason. It has to be resilient. It has to be strong. It has to be effective. And I promise you, there is no bridge in the world that is, is built for strength that it doesn't have a foundational curve to it because curves create stability. So when we're talking about supporting your low back, one of the things we really, really wanna do is to help you create a curve in your back. Now, a lot of times people already have an excessive low back curve, but it's actually higher than it should be. It's actually, uh, moving all the way up to the waist. That's not where the curve should be. Most of the low, low back curve should be in that lower two vertebra L4 and L5. So if you have an excessive lumbar curve, um, really the focus is on gauging your core. And again, we'll be talking about that down the road. But nonetheless, supporting your curve naturally where it should be is still an appropriate, an, an appropriate action for you. So we've got we've to develop the curve um, um, an x-ray can certainly help to see if your curve is normal or abnormal, but oftentimes you can just, I can easily assess looking at the person from the side if their curve is restricted and they're, they're straighter than they should be. So I want to have a one caveat here. And that is if you've had back pain in the past and they have done a surgery down in your lumbar spine, particularly a fusion, for sure a fusion, you're not to do this next stretch because the fusion obviously, as it would suggest, is putting hardware between two or more vertebra that's gonna disallow the curve and putting stress on hardware is never a good idea. But if you haven't had 
low back surgery, including the fusion, you're likely to respond favorably, even if what you've had is a discectomy or a laminectomy where they remove part of the back. And one caveat is you would go slowly. You would try maybe not with the roller that we'll be talking about in a minute, but maybe a cotton bolster or two rolled up bath towels, something, something softer if you have any questions about that. And the other caveat is that if you, you're a person who's been diagnosed with stenosis, let's say, where the, the bones are, the calcium is developing more and laying down on the bone itself such that it's making the space where the spinal cord and or the nerve roots live smaller. Stenosis is aggravated with extension, with leaning back. And if you are, you are a person with stenosis, you know, after a short walk, you want to sit down and unwind that curve. And so you can kind of bend forward again, and that gives you relief. Or um, maybe you can ride a bike, but you can't walk too long because of the fact that you've got to relieve that pressure. So folks with stenosis, they surprisingly do well with this sometimes, but a lot of the times it's just too much. So if you've got bilateral achy leg pain, that is made better when you bend forward and you know your x-rays show a lot of degenerative arthritis and they've told you that you have stenosis, I might just pass on this stretch to begin and certainly focus on the two bounce protocol that we've talked about earlier. So that's, that's really, really important. So here's what you also need to realize is that back in the 30s in this country, there were two researchers, Mixter and Barr, who were then the ones who said, oh, we understand what causes all back pain and that's herniated discs. And then we became this big craze to go in and cut out the part of the disc that was swollen that was therefore putting pressure on the nerve. And since that time, we've learned a lot. We've learned a lot that you don't always just wanna go in and cut out the offending tissue, but to ask the question, why? Why is that tissue offended? What's going on with that? How can we reduce the biomechanical stress? And honestly, I think that's what chiropractors and PTs do really, really well, is they'll ask the question, where's the mechanical stress coming from that is putting so much pressure on that disc? And let's reduce that, that stress elsewhere. And in the case of chiropractic, it's very, very common that the person's pelvic joints, and otherwise known as the sacroiliac joints, we talked about those last time, are so restricted that they're not giving, uh, they're not giving into motion and therefore putting even greater stress at that, that irritated slash strained, sprained disc at the L5, S1 level right above. L5 meaning the fifth lumbar and S1 meaning the very top of the sacrum. So it's it's really it's really interesting to to recognize that these um, disc problems get better when we extend. So back in the day in the 70s, um, Robin McKenzie, a really great physiotherapist from Australia, figured out oddly enough that if you had a patient with a disc swelling causing some radicular pain down the leg, you know, sharp shooting nerve pain down the leg, they most often would do well by being placed in extension. What do I mean by that? Well, they might lay on their tummy and put their, their weight on their elbows or bent elbows and, and, and push up and or possible to put their hands underneath their shoulders and with a straight arm, lift yourself up. And to do this um, 
repetitively or even in a sustained position for a period of time. And that can reduce the swelling in the back outermost part of the disc, get rid of the extra fluid and therefore reduce the neurologic pressure. It's not that the disc is disrupted grossly and, and torn and putting direct pressure on the nerve, but rather the disc is sprained or a little bit torsion. So it's actually inflamed and swollen. And if you can mitigate some of that swelling through this press up, if you will, where you are, are going up into a back arch and then coming back down and repeating this maybe five, 10 times, then all of a sudden, voila, the back feels so much better and or the uh, leg pain goes away because the swelling is going away. So Mackenzie was one of the first who, by the way, was fighting a, a whole trend in the, in the two decades before with the Williams exercises where they thought all, all anybody needed to do is pull their knees to their chest. Well, that does help stretch tight muscles in the back, but it doesn't do much for a disc that is strained and sprained and swollen causing nerve pressure. So my point here is that we have figured out that when you have an irritated disc, extension or leaning backwards, in this case on your stomach and arching up by straightening your arms, is really a great way to reduce um, inflammation, hence nerve pain traveling down the leg. And when we're using the roller for this very thing, it's, it's no different in that you're going to be laying on your back and putting the roller under the place where you think the curve should be. So first, let me explain where that is. So let's say you're standing up and you are putting your hands, your four fingers on your hip bone and your thumb is pointing to the back of your spine, kind of like the position you'd be taking when you told somebody I told you so, you know, that little attitude we take with our hands on our hips. So when the four fingers forward coming over the pelvis in the front, that thumb is pointing to the fifth lumbar vertebra. And so when you're laying on the roller or if you're trying something softer like a bolster or towels, that's where that roller is going to be positioned. That's where that bolster or large bath towel is going to be positioned. So that's how you find it. So what you'll do is you'll get on your back, you will have the roller or the bolster or towels handy, you'll bend your knees. And in the case of the roller, you'll place the roller right underneath your butt in between in the triangle that's created with your knees bent. Then very gently, you will push down with your feet into the ground, lift your buttock up and then then roll that roller into place so you can envision it being right where your thumb would be pointing. Now, very, very carefully what you do then is you drop your weight down onto that. Now you're going to actually let your the bottom part of your pelvis, like your tailbone, drop forward on that roller. So it's actually moving towards the ground a little bit and enhancing that nice lumbar lordosis in those lower two vertebra. And it actually should feel kind of like uh, a relief to get that support in there. Now, if you want to do something even better, you can put your hands now over your head. What I have found is this is just a fabulous stretch for lengthening the tissues in the abdominal cavity, the colon, etc. 
and it really helps to improve bowel function and things like that or menstrual cramps. So putting your hands over the top of your head and just relaxing and releasing and letting go as that pelvis is dropped down towards the floor, you're experiencing this increased curve in that lumbar spine. And you, you may hold that initially for 30 seconds or up to a minute or two. Again, if it hurts like crazy and it causes pain down your leg, that's, that's an indication that this is not for you, at least not for now, particularly if you're someone who has just been dealing with a lot of low back pain, but you haven't had surgery. So you should be able to do it down the road as you become more and more flexible. So that's the what we call the L5 roll, um, really where the roller is supporting that lumbar spine. Now I do this stretch every single night after I, I begin with my sacroiliac ligament stretch, which we learned about last week. And then I do the, the L5 roll. Um, I should say in truth, I start with the vertical roller and we've talked about that um, in the past as well, where the, the, the roller is placed into your head and under your pelvis and voila. Now, if you wanna see a video of that, you can go to eightminutestoageless.com that's my book website. And if you roll down, you'll see videos and it'll say um, GALS, G-A-L-S, Gravity Assisted Ligamentous Stretching. And you can look at that video and you can see me go through the placement, particularly of this, of this lumbar spine. So very important that you play with this. Again, the caveats recognizing stenosis and fusion and aggravation of back and leg pain, just stop. And, you know, if you haven't had the surgery, you can try again as you become more flexible. But it's just fabulous for helping to support that natural curve in your low back, um, increase the flexibility overall, reduce your chance of having back pain down the road. All right, then. So in the show notes, we'll make sure that you have a picture of the lumbar spine and the lordosis and, and um, where the roller should be, should be placed. So listen, uh, I hope you guys have a fabulous day and you're enjoying these stretches and uh, tune in next week. Thank you so much. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website eightminutestoageless.org. We'll have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.